Join Cricket Wireless this June in celebrating the unshakable spirit of HBCU music programs during Black Music Month. Because HBCU marching bands are showstoppers from the word go. They are a force of nature and a force for good. They raise the bar and expectations every single time they set foot onto a field. They are not the marching band next door. They are the epitome of poetry and motion. And just like black music, they are unstoppable. Cricket Wireless. That girl, you don't got my heart all in it, and I just wanna be with you tonight, girl. Please, I'm a player, yeah, it's true, but I changed the game for you. I wanna see what it do. Can I be for real? This is how I feel. I'm in need of love, so let's dip up out of here. Ooh, you're just my type. Everything's so right, and I just wanna chill. Let's dip up out of here. Let's dip up out of here. Oh, oh ha, gosh. Ha, ha, I was hoping ha, that we would have heard that far. <laughs> you know I was gonna come with it. Uh, praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown, where we discuss the ghettos of adulthood, the worst hood mm. we've ever endeavored to live in. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are here, convened at the kitchen table to discuss the test, the trials, the tip, twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2021. I heard you. You were about to say the tits. One no, of the t- one I wasn't going to say the Well, the I mean, the tits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the tits of being a real life adult in the mind. year of our Lord, 2021. I had a coworker, Miss Miss Carlois. My colleague, my friend, Miss Carlo, her husband used to say, like, when he got, when he was frustrated or, like, if, <laughs> like, you know how black women say, mm-mm-mm? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Carlo's husband would say, titties, titties, titties. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it would be like, that is probably woefully inappropriate, but it was all, it always made me laugh. Titties, titties, titties. mm mm-mm-mm. I doubt that. I love an old black man. They are. He wasn't black. Joe. Joe was. was, I think Joe's. I think he's. I think he's. Uh. I think he's Latino though. Oh, he's Latino. That makes sense as well. Yeah. But yes. (laughs) How are you, sis? Happy birthday to the youngest ASAP Noah. ASAP Noah is officially eight years old today. Oh my God! I don't even know what to do with that. Honestly, she is eight. Eight, honey. A full eight. Wait until she turns 10. Whoa, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, It's going to be a time because this one here is a personality all of her own. We had a little uh, a little cookout yesterday in the park. I saw. I saw. Um, You were missed as always. This is when we wish you were back home. Um, but it was it was nice. We had a couple of our loved ones in the building and you know we just ate some barbecue and you know had cake and music and 
it was just in field day games and shit like that, and it was just a good time. It was hot as shit. Um, and we are toting, in the thick of it. We are in the thick of the summer at this point. Nineties huh? in the nineties. It's heard ninety degrees like right now. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I mean, it's hot all over the world. Global warming. I mean, it's supposed to be hot right now, but like, it's not supposed. It's just. It's a mess. It's global warming. Is what's going on. But, um. You know, it was it, a good time was had by all, and Tristan and I have just come to the hard conclusion that there will be no more parties in the parks until niggas have a house or are rich enough to allow to pay for somebody to do this for us. We ain't doing it no more. Parties, children's birthday parties are a lot of work. And um, here we were. I commend you. Simple. I commend you. I just know that I probably like. I just feel like if you're a parent and you're going to do it, it's a labor of love. And, I, and we know that you are investing that love. But don't be like my mom and express your frustration to your child and her guest at the child's party. Don't do that. Wait, what, wait, what? what did, now, what did my friend do? What did she do? She's terrible. She uh, At my <laughs> at my 10th birthday party, she just kept announcing that this was the last party. This is it. I hope y'all are having a good time because this is the last party <laughs> Takia will ever have. This is it. Sorry. Enjoy yourselves because there will be no more parties. <laughs> I hope you're having a good time because this is the last party that Takia will ever have in all of her life. She said that so several did you times. Have any more parties? I did not. She kept every mm-hmm. ounce of her word. <laughs> um, sorry, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, I just want you to know. I'm just, you know, a word of caution. As you know, as an adult now, I fully understand that hosting several children other than your own uh, at, at a public place, having to feed said children and entertain them for any group of time, I could see how that would be very, very taxing. Oh, my God. I could see how that would be quite a labor of love. And I could see how you would be tired and or frustrated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having to see that kind of event through. But I was just cautioning you, you know, have your feelings, but do not take them out on your child at Agreed. their party. Agreed. Either that because child needs to, they need to think this is the best day of their life. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, I, I, my mom, listen, I don't, this is not a shot or judgment. Just sharing my own experience and hope. Well, sometimes we got to reprogram a little bit. That's not a, uh, that's not a diss. Listen, I know that I'm tired. So if I ever do become a mom and it's time for my child to have a birthday party, I'm just, if I don't feel like doing it, then I will outsource, <laughs> period. That's what's going to happen from here on out. <laughs> but see, Noah doesn't listen to getting grown, so she don't know. Okay. <laughs> that okay. I, I won't tell her. I have declared this the last <laughs> park party. But you, we don't, I mean, it's fine to say that amongst friends. It is. <laughs> I just don't advise you to say that to no. your 10-year-old She child. said to us yesterday that it was the best day of her life. It was the so best party fun. ever. She got a new bike because she outgrew her old one. She was just all smiles all day. And you could feel she kept coming up and hugging me. Cancer baby. She kept coming up and hugging me and sniffing my neck. And thank you, mommy. 
I That's love so you so good. much. I, it was so good. And it was like so affirming. I'm like, damn, I really, I'm really raising you right, nigga. You got manners. So <laughs> that's comforting. <laughs> so, oh, rest. So I'm, you know, that's the, my baby is eight years old, and I don't even know what to do with that. Woo! The time is just flying How by, are you? honey. I am present. Listen, yeah, that's my new response to all things. I like that. I'm I present. Like that. I'm here, and I'm grateful. I'm glad to be here, and. You know, like we say all the time, I'm safe and I have what I need. It is a, That's it. It is a very intense time at work. We are in the throes of institute season, hosting week-long institutes for STEM faculty and institutional mm-hmm. leaders, partnering with them, coaching them through these different diversity, equity, inclusion, STEM reform projects. That comes wow. with its own labor um, and labor pains. Uh, <laughs> And so I I understand half of that. I am full of thought right now, but you know, having, you know, I'm just doing what has been assigned me to do in this Mm -hmm. season and Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to do it. I'm growing. I'm I'm dealing. This is a a season of stretch for your girl, but I'm trying my very best to just continue to push forward. And I'm believing for a, a good week. So I don't have any, complaints i don't have one complaint i love to hear it um i wanted to say okay before we get to the trash mm-hmm. uh yes we do un- we know it's pride month actually uh and i realized that we've not acknowledged that here on getting grown we've said happy so we pride wanna- haven't we did i'm we? pretty sure we did okay i wasn't sure but uh we also want to further our conversation um hopefully here in the soon future because like we were saying earlier to each other pride month is every month just like black history month is every month so we don't want to do nothing performative over here getting grown but we also want to make sure that we acknowledge our brothers and sisters and um everybody else in between we want to acknowledge everyone across the board uh as our family and you know Y'all know where we stand. So we just wanted to acknowledge that because Pride Month is about to be over. And that doesn't mean that the conversation stops. So we're going to we're going to be having some good conversations soon. But with that being said, you think we should hop over into some Trizage. That's a new one. Uh Y'all should see Kia's face. Um, so you already know what I'm about to ask you. Did you watch I, the BET Awards? Maybe for about 17 minutes. I was just literally killing time before Married to Medicine, the reunion started. <laughs> and I didn't even really watch that. Um, I just, you know, I had to work yesterday. Mm-hmm. So after I got off, I was just trying to like, decompress and get ready for my work week so i think the tv was on and i got a couple of tweets off but i did i wasn't really invested into any of the uh any of the programs last night i did see a few highlights mm-hmm. here and yeah. there you know um, that's how we that's how we taraji you know we love taraji she was hosting when during her monologue i noticed that she was screaming so she was very excited um, she screams a lot. And I understand that she changed her clothes all night long. Uh, Don't they do that when they host? I mean, I felt like her, the number of, of, 
the number of changes that she had was like unprecedented from, from what I understand. Um, but, you know, always happy to see her. Uh, I did see a very high Bruno Mars accept his award for best group. Uh, well, we all know he has a problem with the cocaina. Uh, oh, uh, yes. Interestingly enough, actually, I will save that for my petty peeve. Okay. Um, uh, I saw, I saw, I think it was baby. I saw his performance. Bad energy. It looked yeah. like he didn't rehearse. It was chaos. <laughs> but but yeah, um, he came out with a slip of paper that said contract. Um, huh? Oh, was you talking about the one with DJ Khaled or the or? Another one. No. Another one. <laughs> I didn't see DJ Khaled, so maybe there was another one. Did he perform oh, twice? I, I, I guess so, because Megan performed twice, because she performed in that same performance. But oh, she scooted promptly off stage before, the, because I guess they're on the song together with her mm. on the DJ Khaled album. But didn't they have a didn't they have an yes. altercation a few days back? Which there? is why Megan did her part and then scooted promptly off stage Understood. before he made his entrance onto the stage. Understood. Understood. Y'all um, better stop putting black women in uncomfortable situations. That's right, see. Megan. Let you better see. get what you need. Uh, uh, did you see, did see JT's wig? No. It's Apparently it's been a topic of conversation. Um, what was wrong with it? Everything. <laughs> Let me Google it right quick. Ooh, I didn't please see do. It. Yeah. D Google JT City Girls BET wig. That's what I did. Oh my God. This is going to be it. I think I'm going to do a tutorial on Googling Jade's way. It gets me results and it's, it's very specific. JT City Girl BET Awards BET wig. BET Awards wig. Hi, 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 goes viral over her BET Awards wig, but here's why she dragged what? Okay. This is the blog. The blog titles be like four weeks long, man. This is what is happening. They be like, City Girls JT go viral over BET Awards wig, and here is why she called her mama when she was backstage and told her that she was and just like, girl, we don't have this is too much for one title. Good gracious. Yeah, media takeout. <laughs> So much. Are you looking at it? Are you looking I, at the oh. wig though? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is an intentional choice. Yeah, and then the man, so the dude who made the wig apparently tweet, and he's a famous wig maker. So he makes wigs for Beyonce and all of that. So he tweeted. His name made is Valdrin. Oh no, this is the gown. Valdrin Sahidi. Between her red carpet time and her twerkulator show, JT took to Twitter to address the haters. It's always JT wig, JT clothes, but make sure y'all never leave out JT talent. <laughs> I thought she was going to make that rhyme and say JT hoes. <laughs> Girl, be mad at your barber. <laughs> so the so the hairstylist, the wig maker, uh, made, put a post up with the wig and said Neil something like my, my, my bad or my fault or I did something. He said I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There we go. So then he deleted it. Then he posted another one, you know, praising or whatever, but he deleted it. But before he deleted it, so uh, uh, Rashida, Rashida Ali. Ra Ali. Ra Ali. Ra Ali has a site, as an so, uh, Instagram account that's basically like a knockoff shade room situation. So oh, I guess man. her account that does that posted that post. So of him being like, I'm wrong. 
So then JT got mad and she started like calling Riley all kinds of shit. Oh, so um, her her it's called still on site. Is that right? Yeah, still on site. on site. Uh, oh, it's on site. Okay, rapper JT with a tweet to Riley. In case you're wondering, no, Ra didn't say anything back to her. Uh, she said you can't even write caption these days. Everybody in their feelings and things. Um, JT said Ra Ali's back is bigger than the TV screen she had to watch me on. Oh. Mm, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. What a time. time. So that was that was uh that was that of the BET Awards. That wig. That wig. And then like you said, um oh, I, I didn't know that the baby had another performance, but he's got bad vibes. Um we've come to we've come to realize over time. Initially I would have just liked to say that the young man was just dealing with some issues, but he just got bad energy. Um I don't know. Let's see what else him. happened. Megan did her thought her her thought shit performance. You I'm know. sure she did. It was I, very Megan. Absolutely, it was. I um, haven't seen it, but of of this, I'm certain that it was all. It the was things. full of strong knees. Oh yes, and and you know amazing gluteus maximus. So, well, you know what I'm saying with injury. flexibility. I you know it was enjoyable for us as a people. Um. The Migos did a performance. They came out I did in gas see, I did see that. I did see that. Mm-hmm. I saw Cardi and her bare naked pregnant belly. I did see Aha! that. Aha! I told y'all niggas. I told y'all yes. niggas. Everyone was in my mentions <laughs> saying Sorry. that you called it. It's fine. It's okay. I apologize no, for no. the barrage. No need to apologize. People, um, pe- these were the listeners of the show. Everyone was saying, Jay called it. Jay called it. Um, Intuition be strong, honey. I felt it in my. I feel guttural. like pregnant people always know when somebody people who've been pregnant. I should. I know say it we like do. That. For a lot of times we do, except yes. for the ones who don't even know they're pregnant. You can catch that show on TV. But <laughs> but she is pregnant, very much so. Um, and now it's every we were, and you should have known by how quiet she was as well. Cardi don't have the capability. She had to be for a while, and now she's out, and you know it's all the posts and it's culture Chiari and her, you know, touching the belly and it's the the cast over the belly. It's 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful beautiful um thing yes. for life to be brought into this world. Absolutely, I am being fruitful, multiplying. Yeah, do all that if you want to. Um, I will reserve. Everything else I have to say. Why? Because I don't have to raise a sing. I don't have to raise an ant with either one of those niggas. So at this point now, nope, my mouth is shut. You do what you, Cardi's an adult and she's going to continue to do adult things. Cardi can afford um, to have a baby. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's, it's expensive. It is expensive. Um, Lil Nas X had a Remember the Times uh, I didn't see that, but I did see him on the um, on the red carpet looking like something out of Bridgerton. Yeah, he had the uh, thing, the hips. That's mm-hmm. one of the dress hips is what I like to call them. I don't know what it's really I called. I have no idea what the formal name is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It was a Luke with a W, uh, very Billy Porter-esque red carpet um, <laughs> inspired style. Uh, his performance was inspired by Remember the Times, though. Michael okay. Jackson's Remember the Times. I have to go back and see that. I have not seen it. 
flames fire. And then he, you know, Lil Nas X, I, I give him all the respect because he continues to let you niggas know, I don't care what you think about me. This is who I am. And this is a part of who I am. And he kissed one of his dancers at the end of the performance. Well, all right. And I was like, be you, young man. I just do feel like, you. what's the big deal? Everybody kisses everybody these days. Why, why are they you do. getting hung up on if that? If Madonna, and people were in an uproar, you know they were. But if Madonna can get up on stage and, and kiss down Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera so in the same like, breath. kiss all over the place. Like, what are we, like, is this Why really are y'all so mad about Lil Nas X kissing his, piece. his, his like, dancer at the end of the thing? I mean, people kissing, I mean, all of the shows and... Everything like this is just a part of life. Well, this is yeah. part of, like I don't know why we're Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie did that weird ass kiss on the awards. You all remember? Before like I make a big. I don't know. I just feel like we people pick the the most interesting things to be. You know why? Upset about? But okay, you know why? Because they're homophobic and they hate what they don't understand instead of just respecting what they don't understand. So, um, but but I'll tell you who did respect it. The devil himself, Sean P. Diddy Puffy Combs, oh, Lord. Uh, tweeted and was like, yes, be free, young man, or something along those lines. <laughs> and- <laughs> don't-, <laughs> don't call, first of all, don't call Diddy the devil, okay? He is. I I'm mean- sorry, he is. Lucifer. Yes. <laughs> Lucifer, I don't it. That's Listen, I that that man has a black orb around him. Okay, He's, <laughs> that nigga is dark. Is he entertaining? Is he fascinating? I feel like there are people, lots of people who have dark things around them. I, just I agree. Know. I'm just calling it what I see. And when his name is mentioned, I can't help it. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um. Um, but he was in support and I, you know, I'm in support of, I'm in support of, of everybody being themselves and doing what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? If it's not hurting nobody else, then do your thing. Um, well, maybe that's not true. I don't, maybe I don't actually feel that, but that's how we should feel. <laughs> Sometimes I have judgment in all honesty, but you know, whatever. But that was the BET Awards. Um, Next up, Wendy Williams. And the brat. Did you see it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I actually don't even want to. I'm not even going to try to. I just want you to hear this for yourself. Kia's face. Why does Wendy think that everybody? How dare you? Yes. Wendy. No, no, I 
I mean, I love you, but I wouldn't want to get with you like that, Wendy. I just wanted to be your friend because I Me felt too. like once you showed your vulnerable side, like you're like human like the rest of us. You know, you used to scare us to death back in the day. I used to be nervous to come on your show because you would always say something that would just make somebody feel super little when they left. Like they just was a piece of nothing. So Damn. you were great at that. And everybody I knew, my peers were all scared to come to your show. I mean, I know, but I'm just a girl. No, you're not. No. I know you're just a girl, and I get it now. I'm just a girl, too, but the best of both girls. Let me. Um, I know you're just a girl. Okay, but I okay, but. Too, so I understand now. I, I have a different view of it. You know, we get the stories, and we got to talk about it. It's our job. Yes, child. Hmm. Yes. So well, that is very off-putting. I'm, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. So your is face, as soon as you realize what was going on, it's literally how I looked. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, but I want to make you make that face again. So aside from that, so I was doing some more digging before the trash. And I came across some interesting photographs that have surfaced on the Internet of Wendy Williams um, linked arms with Ray J. I, I did see that on... Um instagram like shortly before you called me and i just remember <laughs> scrolling vigorously past like i just have i was like i don't want any parts of anything oh honey so, i don't know what ray j is doing but please please i i and i have to bring this so as i was looking at this post somebody says y'all already know what this is i don't even need to call it out somebody said okay let's go down his credentials ray j is Brandy's brother dated Whitney Houston, Lil Kim, and Pamela Anderson? Made Kim Kardashian famous. Is a member of the Bloods. Made one wish and wait a minute. Made Scooty Bikes in a seven-figure company. Owns Ray J. Uh, owns Suge Knight's life rights. Ray J. is a legend. Ray J. Okay. When I tell you the name Ray J. makes me giggle as soon as it comes up, all I can think is Scooty Bike. And how ridiculous this, is so this nigga is! Putting for so I just what is happening in America? <laughs> <sighs> it's not time to go to bed yet. Come so on. much, but it is not my. It's not my business. It's just my business to laugh at it. Um, I lastly, everyone is, is safe and sober. Yeah, well, everybody's not sober, as you pointed out earlier, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Oh, also, so that was another thing I want to talk about with the BET Awards. So you know, um. Sonic Boom, what's the name of them? Sonic Gold. What's Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars Child, group name? Don't ask me. I'ma leave the door open. Is that really a group? They just I'm had a song, and they, but they won the award for best group, which is they did questionable. So, but all right, congrats. They do have one song. They are coming out with an album. They didn't did win. That they haven't group. even started recording yet. But God bless America. Wait, they haven't started recording the thing no. yet. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought it was. They were just waiting. For? I don't know, nigga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just, they just haven't recorded the album. I saw someone screenshotted some captions around how they plan to get in the studio soon. So y'all released one song, announced yourselves as a group, and then don't Did have Did they announce else? themselves as a group? That's the name of the, Yes. They said they're coming out with an album. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, they won for best group like you, they like did. you saw. And there is an uproar online in a huge battle between um 
the people who think that it's fine for them to win and the people who feel like Chloe and Hallie were snubbed. Yes, the internet, the tempests are always raging on, on Twitter, so... Yeah, I personally can't offer a fair opinion on that because I, don't I love have, Chloe you know. and Helen, but I I don't I love them as young black women. I don't um I don't uh listen to their musical stylings like that. I I couldn't tell you one song that they have. I mean, I, I mean, I feel the like do if it, I Do it, do it. Yes, okay. Mhm. Yes. Da, I, da, yes. Da, yes. Da, yes. Da, yeah, I feel like you know that I recognize it when I hear it, but I'm saying like you know I don't I don't be in here cutting them on myself is what I'm saying. No, no, and that's not shade. I just not at just, all. It's just not. It just hasn't resonated with me personally. So the musical, the musicals, but them and they're and actually they're very very talented. I think they're extremely talented. I just don't, their actual song selections, just they don't resonate with me as a person. So I really didn't feel like I had much of a dog in that fight. But I can see how it can be um, a slap in the face for two solo artists to announce themselves as a group and all of a sudden they win. Are BET and the people awards, who have been busting their ass. Is there like a committee? I wonder how selections are made when it comes to who wins for BET Awards because... Apparently there like, is a panel or a selection, but is there yeah. like a voting? Like not like an cat? Like you know how the Grammys has the cat? Yeah. You know, yeah, something Oscars. along those lines. Like it's not an open voting. It is. It is a Blackademy type of situation. Fascinating. Well, yes. So there was that. Um, lastly, I just wanted to know if you knew of the recent trolling that this young generation has started to do on TikTok. No, I don't know anything about TikTok. Okay, so, you know, Megan came out with that shit. Hands on my knees, shaking ass, doing that shit. Hands on my knees, shaking ass, doing that shit. So she came out with that, right? And there's always dance challenges and things that are made. And the white TikTok kids are stealing the dance moves. Duh. And then they're the ones who are benefiting from those, mm -hmm. right? They're the ones going viral. They're the ones getting the deals, the money, all that stuff that comes from social media influence. And the black kids are being robbed of it. So they refuse to make a dance challenge for thought shit. And they have been literally resisting by not making challenges. They'll get on there and like look at the camera or they'll. So some of the white kids have taken to try to make their own challenges and they look the fuck dumb. <laughs> Well, three white girls literally walked away from the camera, waving their arms in the air. And a little white girl got on screen and decided to tell her people about themselves. And she was like, you all did the opposite of what she said to do in the song. She's <laughs> like, the next time you try to say that you don't make your money off of stealing from black creators, think what? again, because it shows you right here. You have zero creativity. You cannot do the shit. This They've been is looking not trolling. The fuck this is activism, and I'm here. Oh for no, it. it's activism, honey. It's resistance, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm proud. So that's Count the last thing on the trash. I just wanted to. I just wanted to highlight. You know, sometimes, sometimes the young people worry me, but most of the time, y'all be on it, like the Yaras and the and the these TikTok kids who are doing shit like this. I'm with the shits. Well, period. That's the trash. That's it this week.
Let's get on to this good old shout out. My sis is popping right now, like. This week's shout out to my sis is presented by Target. Target invests in black creators building a legacy of success. Let's rise together. Discover more at target.com slash black beyond measure. Okay, it's time for a shout out. And we have a listener shout out this week, an email. And she says, hey, cousins, Jade and Kia, I hope I can squeeze this in. Oh, sorry, you did not squeeze this in before the well-deserving parade of graduation announcements. But it's here now. So she want, uh, I want to take a moment to shout out my sis, Shayna Webster. Sis is a whole author. Her newly released book, Another Day of Purpose, is a 21-day devotional designed to help women acknowledge, seek, pursue, and know that purpose is in everything that God puts in our lives every day. Her book can be purchased on Amazon or on Amazon. Who's Amazon? On Amazon or on her website. And so we will post both of those links in the description box. That is from your sis, Key, submitted with love. And uh, congratulations to you, Shayna exciting absolutely so again we'll post that we'll post both links in the description box try to purchase it through her website instead of amazon just because we don't want to give the bezos the money you know what i'm saying we already (laughs) give that we already give him enough money so go directly through the website if you can but both those both those links will be in the description box congratulations yes and shout out to you absolutely shall we move along to our kitchen table talk let's do it We're all looking for the same things in life. History books that don't leave out the stuff you learn on TikTok. A new Rihanna album, finally. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. And skincare products that offer clinically proven hydration and leave skin with a healthy, non-greasy, glowing finish. I can't help you with the first two. But Neutrogena, a dermatologist-recommended brand, has the skincare goals covered with their Hydro Boost facial care line, okay? The line's Hydro Boost gel cream and night press serum are both clinically proven to strengthen skin's moisture barrier and lock in hydration for 48 hours. You'll get uncompromising hydration thanks to both products, hyaluronic acid, which has an ability to bind to water and hold it within skin surface, which is very important. Neutrogena's Hydro Boost Gel Cream, gel and a cream, okay, at the same damn time. It's made with glycerin that penetrates skin nine surface layers deep for longer lasting hydration. And the Neutrogena Night Press Serum will revitalize skin overnight, letting you wake up to skin that's three times more hydrated. Made with purified hyaluronic acid and supercharged antioxidants is a pillow-proof formula that melts into your skin instantly. Both the gel cream and night press serum are oil-free, dye-free, and (laughs) non-comedogenic. The Neutrogena Hydra Boost line can be purchased at every major retailer. Mm -hmm. Start your hydration journey today at Neutrogena.com slash Hydra (laughs) Boost. N-E-U-T-R-O-G-E-N-A dot com slash Hydra Boost. Last year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you. If you use credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt, all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners with a five-minute online rate check. You can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. 
You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash grown. That's upstart.com slash grown. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash grown. All right. So as you know, or hopefully you should know, but if you don't know, I'm about to tell you, June is uh, Black Music Month. Um, It is a month that has been set aside since, I believe, 1979. Um, It says here, and this is according to uh, the National Museum of African American um, Music. Okay. Um, and yes, I'm sorry. I was just, I got distracted. <laughs> but uh, Kenny Gamble of Gamble and Huff, um, Cleveland Radio DJ uh, Ed Wright and um, NAM board member Diana Williams are the founders mm-hmm. of what is now known as Black Music Month. Uh, Gamble um, came together with these individuals in, 19, in the late 1970s and felt as though there needed to be a place that acknowledged the contribution of Black music creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the Country Music Association established October as Country Music Month. And so he felt like something needed to be done to do the same for Black folk. And in 1979, President Jimmy Carter designated June as Black Music Month. Moving forward, uh, the designation did not become official until the year 2000. Um, and more recently, I think in 2016, Barack Obama changed the name to African American Music Month. Um, and, uh, President Bill Clinton, um, started off the tradition of hosting a White House event to celebrate black music, um, because, you know, (laughs) he's just as black as the rest of us, um, So, yeah, Black Music Month quickly became the stage to celebrate the huge imprint of African-Americans on music across the country and the world. The National Museum of African-American Music is doing its part by being the only museum dedicated to preserving the legacy and celebrating the accomplishments of the many music genres created, influenced, and inspired by African-Americans. And so I being a lover of music, literally, and I know that Jade is as well, I thought that we could play a nice, fun game so that we can have our own Get and Grown Black Music Month challenge. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but on social media, you see these, you know, it's like you... They have these uh, 30-day challenges, 21-day challenges, where each day you post a song that has a special meaning or significance to you. And so I've come up with 10 things... That I, uh, you know, 10 sort of challenge, challenges, I will say. And we're going to call this the Getting Grown Black Music Month Challenge. Are you ready, sis? Okay. I'm ready. Name a music video that you wish you could have been in. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, Missy's Hot Boys video. Ah, Mm-hmm. Awesome choice. My choice is Little Kim, Crush on You. Mm. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Which I color? Sh- which color scene would you have been? I in probably that? would have been in the blue scene. Say. <laughs> Even though I'm also very fond of the yellow scene as well. This and I enjoyed the, the short green wig, but Kim just wore that. The dancers weren't wearing that. But yes, that probably would have been the music video that I would have wanted to be a part of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be Hot Boys for me. Absolutely. I see the little video when they was doing a little kick. Yeah. Baby, you got Yes. That was Nicole Ray, girl. Good time. It sure was. But uh, anyway, you can catch me any day. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm going to love this game already. Mm, amazed. Okay. Name a song attached to a great memory that you have. Ooh. A great memory? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, hmm. we could have gotten more specific, but I wanted to leave it general because I didn't give you any time to prepare. So I just, you know. Okay. Okay, okay, all right. Sleeping in my bed, Drew Hill, and I will say why. <laughs> okay, please. Um, God, because <laughs> I just can't turn it loose. Ooh, I went to the Buzz, Budweiser Fest when that song was hot and saw Mary J. Blige, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Drew Hill, Aaliyah, and Genuine. Oh, wow, and that's quite a lineup. Um, I will never forget Drew Hill bringing a giant bed on stage, rolling a giant bed on stage with two, of course, female dancers, um, roll, not, you know, just simulating, but they were dancing what was going on in the video and that he was being cheated on, uh, by his woman with a woman for those who have not seen the sleeping in my bed video. Uh, But yes, I will never forget. Like, did these niggas really just roll a queen size bed onto the stage? (laughs) So I'm that is why sleeping in my bed. That's yeah. that's what it brings, and that was an amazing concert. If you can imagine the lineup, outstanding. I have a uh, uh, okay. So it's probably more of an album than a song. But when I was okay. in college, I spent a lot of time in the library, mm-hmm. um, and especially like Duh. you know me and. <laughs> Me and my friends, we would literally celebrate and be so excited when the library would be open for 24 hours. Like, it would be like, whoa, the, the library doesn't close. Like, it would be like a, it would be like a thing, right? Because we would go to the parties and the functions and, you know, everyone would go back to their rooms and I would go mm-hmm. to the library to fin- finish my Why? paper. or reading do, is fundamental. Do whatever it was that I needed to, to get done. And... During my senior year, we were both working on our senior thesis projects. Me and my good friend, Jessica Gray, we had a room. There was a, one of the reading rooms up on the third floor, mm-hmm. and it was kind of tucked away. Um, and there was like two or three computers in there, and no one else would really be in there with us. And we would cut on, we would listen to music as we would do our work. Mm-hmm. And this was before like AirPods. We had right. headphones with discmen or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, most of the time we would literally like be listening to actual CDs like in the computer's CD-ROM, yes. right? Yes. So, so we would listen to Luther Vandross live in Radio City. <laughs> oh yes, I mean literally on repeat as we were working on our papers. 
I mean, I mean, the song, and we were always singing. My favorite song was I'd Rather Have. I thought this time alone <laughs> was what we never needed. Listen, and I mean, we would. I mean, all night, I would sit in the library with Jessica, and we would say, excuse me, miss, what's your name? Where are you from? And can I come? And possibly... I mean, and now to this day, wherever I am, if I hear any song from that album, I'm immediately transported back to that room in the library where me yes. and Jessica would be singing, A House Is Not A Home, <laughs> at 3 in the morning. <laughs> yes! While we working on our paper for uh, Professor Jones' class. Oh, my God. So good. I love that. A great memory. I love that. Those were great memories. So that's that whole album is attached to that memory. I love me. how you can't remember people a lot of times, but, like, they're just doing a lot in a Honda Fit. Period. Um, like, just doing all of that, like, in a Corolla. It's okay. Um, how you can... You a certain memory can trigger like just like a whole thing. You were like my friend Jessica, blah blah blah. I went to that concert with my with my friend Keisha Jordan. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I thought it was. I don't know what it is, but I I always felt like it was like a White Plains thing, like where I grew up. But mm -hmm. um, we always say everybody's full name. Full name. Like we don't say we don't say like just their first name. I don't know what that is, but I have to say somebody's whole name, even when I see that person. Like, if I see someone from high school, mm -hmm. I am absolutely going to be like, Melanie Nicole Clark, girl, you better come <laughs> over here. Like, just like this, and I don't know what that is. But even when we were younger, we did it. It'd be like Pamela Davis, <laughs> Scott Williams. Like, it would just be every, like, we would literally just say people's whole names for, like, no reason. I don't it's know what that is. It's a fun black thing. It's, just it's a, a very black thing. thing. I mean, a full name was so... And it will, like in conversation, we never even just referred to anyone by their first name. No. Notice how we call Chris Rogers Chris Rogers. Oh, this is true. <laughs> that is a black thing. I guess Noah calls him thing. Chris Rogers and then the other one regular Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Okay, I'm excited for this. What's next? Okay, this one is a little bit more specific, but I, I feel like songs always transport me back to a particular time, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you this. Name a song that reminds you of the 10th grade. Oh, shit. Ooh. Anything that makes you think of 10th grade, like what's the song that was your song in the 10th grade? And, um... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, high school wasn't that important to me. Uh, really? I dropped out. I dropped out. <laughs> I, dropped out. Oh <laughs> I got my GED. You did. Um, so I'm trying to think, but 10th grade, I feel like I was, was I there still? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> now I feel like I ruined your game. <laughs> you tell me, okay, you give me yours while I think hard. <laughs> Uh, you give me yours while I think hard. I'm going to think hard. I would have to say uh, Get Up by the Lost Boys makes me think of uh, Get Up, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. Get up, clap your hands. Get up, clap your hands. You see your whole team of chicks trying to sit with us. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh. Damn, I really feel... But, I'm yo, right I just remember that, like, during <laughs> talent shows and, like, the Black History Month assembly, somebody danced to that song and the whole auditorium went crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Everybody claps. Everybody. You already know. I don't that was, I think that was in the 10th grade. Maybe that, that might have been ninth or 10th grade. But either way, I remember that being like a pivotal moment in my high school career. Get up Maybe by it the was Lost hot boys. boys. <laughs> Let's say hot boys again. No. I mean, Jade. Because I was listening to You don't have any that. high school memories even before you left? Lord I'm, trying Jesus. To, I'm really trying to remember as far as musical selections go. When did you leave? Maybe if I say a year, that was y'all. Let's do. Let's do a year. Let's say uh, two thousand and one. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Let's see. Maybe something from. Uh, no. no. Let's this see. This is actually sad. Okay. It really is. It really is. I'm going to come back to I that. I feel like though. it's got to be that. like Aaliyah. You don't have any like Aaliyah <gasps> high school memories? I do. Yes. Oh Lord, I do recall. This was not. I do recall literally waiting. What's the when we used to watch the box? I remember waiting for Aaliyah's Are You That Somebody to yes. come on the screen so there that I could continue learning the dance moves. Oh, yes. That's absolutely a pivotal moment. It was a pivotal moment. We, I could, that was I high literally. For you? Yes. Wow. Was Amazing. that high school? Yeah. When did are you? Wait, that wait hold on. Let me check. Are you that somebody? I feel like that was high school. Um. Are you that somebody? Are you that somebody? No, Jay, you were in high school in 1998. Well, yes, you were. In no, 1998. That was probably the very end. That was probably the very. That was like eighth grade, ninth grade, maybe, maybe eighth grade. I was in high school in 1998, so I don't think so you were. So eighth grade. That had to be eighth grade then. But let's just go with that. Okay, fine. There we go. <laughs> I've done enough. Hopefully this will, you will redeem yourself with this one. Let's that see. One, that one was a bit of a flop. Hopefully there's no more high school memories here. Your favorite song to play when you're getting ready to go out. Oh, wow. That's hard for other reasons. Oh, geez. Oh, no, because I have so many of them. Don't overthink. And it's okay to have more than one. Okay, so one of them is 8-Ball MJG Big Crit <laughs> and 2 chains Money on the Floor. It puts oh me... <laughs> that's one of them um, because it puts me in that... Like, that's if I want to... If I'm, like, going to the strip club, which I've not done in a very long time, and I don't even know when I'm going to do that again. Uh, but like you know, that's when you about to go. You you just get you getting cued and you like drinking and m money on the float, light, <laughs> lighters on the dresser. You know what I'm saying? It's very it's very good, very strip clubberish. Um, Shaka Khan's "I Know You, I Live You" because it just puts me that in a really good a like dancing movement. Yes, uh, you know you know I, you know I got range, yes. baby. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um. That puts me in a really good, I'm ready to get to the party. I'm ready to, I'm, I want to dance tonight. Like, I want to, it, it's a feel-good night. So I think those are two. One of them is my good ghetto choice, and the other one is I know I know you, I live you. I I feel like um, Beyonce's four album is always something that I reach for, mm. uh, you know, when I'm feeling like, okay, I'm about to go outside. Let me just put on something I know that I'm going to sing along with and have a good time too. Um, but I also like to go back um, mm -hmm. to like uh, like the bad boy days too. <laughs> yes! I also like to, you know, 
Like, I will be the one just will turn on, like, money, power, respect, or something dumb like money, that. Money, power, respect, what you need in life. Money, power, respect, what you need in life. Money, power, like, why respect, would I say that? But that's power, actually respect. probably accurate. Like, I have, like, a bad boy playlist on my phone, and when, when I... And I will put it on, like, especially that's another one that I, it's another question, but like, you know, when I'm in the house working on something and just need something that I know that I'm going to enjoy. Um, yes, it I depends what I'm working on. quickly put on one of those, you know, early 2000s, late 90s bad boy playlists and just get my life. Oh, I can't wait to, oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to get, I'm sure you have a question that's aligned with that. With bad boys? No, with what you do in the house. <laughs> oh, yes. Of course I do. Okay. All so, about the Benjamins is a good one, though, if you get yes, ready to indeed. go out. Because you know it will hype you up every time. Name a problematic fave, a song that you probably should not like or still listen to. But if it comes on, you will at least let it play for maybe maybe 30 seconds longer than, than you should. Oh, no. The whole thing. Trillville is some cut. I uh, I should not be listening to songs about sucking niggas dick through his balls or whatever the whatever they say. But when I tell you some cut is a cut, <laughs> it will forever. Those bed squeaks get to going and I am ready. OK, I'm ready. I start. I just start grooving. nigga. I live for it. Yeah. Trillville some cut. I don't know. If they're problematic, but the song itself probably is not like what I feel comfortable listening to it with my child. No, that's a problem. So, <laughs> so okay. What's yours? Um, I probably will lose some friends for this, uh, oh, but oh um, not like all. And this is I don't know why, but it's just this particular song, and maybe because I connected to like this was a song that. Was, became very popular when I went to Trinidad for spring break, like in 2004. Mm-hmm. But Happy People by R. Kelly is still going to... <laughs> like, you see how you have to, like, pray about it? Like, when you hear it, it's like... It literally hurts my heart that I cannot, in good conscience, no. really enjoy this song as I want to. No, I can't. Like, when I tell you his voice, because full... full disclosure like we don't listen to r kelly um but also i used to thoroughly enjoy young jeezy's go-getter and i had on one of my mid-2000s playlists because they knock and it came on it was not a playlist it was a track radio but it came on and i 10 seconds into the song, I was like, no, nah, I can't. I literally can't even do this. It's not even his song, but I can't do it because his voice is just so grating to me at this point. It's hard. And I and I don't allow myself. Like, I really just try to avoid it at all costs. But I felt like I was somewhere in a store or like, I think I was, actually, no, I take that back. I was in the car and someone else was playing it in their car. And we were like at a red light. And I was like, get me away from this car right now. <laughs> because it was, um, too hard. It was hard. I because it I was understand. very hard. Because that song is just a very, like. It's I, not a song that's tied to his disgusting acts and so and it's a song it's, it really is just a, and I'm, I feel like I'm making excuses but the song itself is really just about having a good time and I think oh when, no it's not an excuse to listen to it I'm saying I can understand why you're having a hard time yes because it's easier to disassociate when 
the song is a sec of sexual nature, and then you already know mm -hmm. that he's a disgusting creature. Um, and then you know this song is more of like a feel good song. It used to be played at family gatherings yes. and shit like that. And it's you know it it might be a little harder to think about the disassociation because it's that type of song and he's not that type of nigga. But again, for those who have a hard time comprehending, this ain't no excuse to listen to no R. Kelly and we ain't making no excuses. No, to I'm not, to I'm no not advocating Kelly. that you go out and listen no. to it. No. I'm just honestly acknowledging that that is the song that is problem. Well, by a problematic person. Um, mm -hmm. that's just the one that's on my list that mm -hmm. I struggle to cut off, but I will because gross. Okay. Name a song that makes you think about getting your hair done. <laughs> 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 because, you know, music is a very much a part of the experience of getting your hair done. Yeah. Um, getting my hair done. I'm thinking about my salon days. Probably anything by Angie Stone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Selena Johnson. Yes, <laughs> like, yes I mean, you will along hear those Black lines. Brother in the beauty parlor <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> anything by an evil ass Angie Stone. It makes me think of uh, like braiding shops. In, in <laughs> I remember getting my hair braided in New York. And and I wore braids in my hair pretty much exclusively, like all throughout my undergrad years. Mm -hmm. So I got my hair braided a lot, and I would go to, I would go to 125th Street or go down, you know, and find, you know, I had a, a braider that was on 145th at one point. I would just go down there and spend the day with her. We would be in there watching the stories, and she loved Michael Jackson. And then I remember, um, uh. What's Mama Say Mama Saw? What's the name of that song? Mama Say Mama Saw, Mama Mama Say Mama Saw. I can't think of it, but <laughs> that's the song that, that that makes me think of getting my hair done because that would be her joint and she would play it 98 times. Her name oh, was Oh, see, Mimola. every time I would go to the to the braid shops, before I used to go uptown and I found a couple places locally, but when I would go to the braid shops, they used to be playing Nollywood videos, yes. <laughs> movies and shit. <laughs> And I used to I used to see some scandalous plots in there, honey. <laughs> Scandalo, but this is not movie month. This is Black Music Month. So yes, anything by Angie Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I was also like I didn't know whether how far because I could also go back to like getting my hair done in the kitchen by my grandma because that's always oh. there was also some music being played then at the house. What as was well. what, what, and what was that? Oh, it was probably you know my grandma says at that point like. New Jersey Mass or something. <laughs> uh, you know, something along those, the Mississippi Mass Choir or something <laughs> along those lines. And I am a huge fan of the Mississippi Mass Choir. Don't play. I did a reel about them this week, okay? But, um... I am not mad at it. I mean, you know, just, you know, I have to be who I am. This, these are my, these are my roots. We um, love to see it. It actually brings us great joy. Name a song that makes you think about, actually, name a song that makes you think about your childhood. Oh, wow. Um, wow, so many, actually. So many. Uh, Stevie Wonder was obviously a very, very, very big part of my childhood, which is where my love comes from. Um, my father would play Inner Visions all the time, Hotter Than July. Uh, 
Heat Wave Star of a Story, which I actually have a tattoo of. One of mm-hmm. my top five favorite songs of all time. My father used to play it all the time. It was, it's still one of the prettiest songs to me personally. Um, Jim Croce's Time in a Bottle. My dad would play that a lot. And I think Jim Croce wrote that for his son. So I actually have that tattoo as well. Um, the, yeah, those are two big songs that were a part of my childhood. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood of naturally like with my mom. My mom sung in choirs. She sung in our church choir a lot. And, you know, <clears throat> back in the day, like we didn't, my mama didn't do a whole, like we didn't have a whole lot of babysitters. We was with Rhonda. So if Rhonda had to go get her hair done, we was there. Had to she to had sh- to get, <laughs> she had to go to Caldors. She had to go to Woolworth. She had mm-hmm. to go to the post office. She yes, had to Woolworth. go to a, she had to go to a baby shower. Me and Brian were just with her. Like we just, we were, we were always, we were with her at all times. So if she had choir rehearsal, if they had to sing in Brooklyn, we was there. We were just always with her. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, and I spent a lot of the my time, a lot of my weekends sitting in the choir stand, not singing, but just like up there with my like with my mom. Like as 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 her choir was singing or another choir was singing, I would just always be with. So I have lots of of like uh, memories of going to, you know, musicals in in the city in Brooklyn. Timothy Wright was mm-hmm. having a concert. John P. Key was having a concert. James mm-hmm. Hall was having a concert, and I would just we would just oh, be in the back of Rhonda's Pontiac. And we would just be going to these concerts to hear Head Skywalker and all these people. And we would just oh, be... Oh, you saw all the greats. I mean, like, literally, because, I mean, it would be nothing. Back in the day, there was always a musical happening mm-hmm. during the weekend, Saturday night, Sunday night, or, you know. And it would be impromptu. Sometimes it would be planned. Sometimes it would be ticketed events with, like, people who had, like, labels. Otherwise, it would be, like, community choirs, local groups. But there was always something happening. And my mom was very much a part of that scene, well, the choir, you know, just just as a mm-hmm. as a, so we would just go. Not like she was in, she wasn't in the mix, but we we would go, and and that was a very big part of my childhood, going to those kind of concerts and doing those kinds of things with my mom. So, oh, I have two more actually. Okay, please. One is just a group um, that, well, me and Santana actually had a bonding moment over this. It's the Whispers. <laughs> and it was specifically because not any particular song, rock steady. I mean, all that was always played, but I hated the Whispers cover album as a kid. <laughs> I can't give you an explanation as to why or anything, but I hated the Whispers, thick ass mustaches, all that tan they had. I hated the Whispers album um, uh, cover. So that reminds me of my childhood. And then George Duke. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What's my song? Um, no rhyme, no reason. <laughs> Sometimes a love has no rhyme or no reason. <laughs> my dad will play that all the time. But I remember we took this uh, family road trip to South Carolina. We went to Myrtle Beach or, you know, one of those or whatever. We might have gone to Charleston to see some family. Um, but we went to South Carolina and I remember my father played No Rhyme, No Reason, no less than 12 times in the car on that road trip. So yes, those are a couple more things that remind me of my childhood. I know that we, my family was really big on road trips. My grandfather loved to travel, but he hated to fly. So I don't know if, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've shared this on the show before, but I have seen 42 of the 50 states, um, 
you know, either in the car or in the bus. Because, yep. I mean, we would go, he would he would drive, like, family trips. But my church also did, like, an annual vacation trip, like a bus mm-hmm. trip for, like, two weeks every every summer. And so when we would go on these family trips, my grandfather would drive. And my grandfather is a minister. Before he was a minister, he sung. And he sung in a quartet. And so uh, in the quartet. in the car, he would often listen to his old quartet music and we would sing with him in the car, <laughs> like all of us. And he would, you know, we would have to catch our parts and, you know, and we're not talking about like, you know, all of like the, the I'm talking Sam Cooke and the Soul Stutters and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the, the older quartet groups, uh, you know, Jack Southern Ed's William Brothers. And then as things, he got a little bit more hip and started getting into like the Ken spirituals and, you know, <laughs> Lee William and the spiritual cues. all of these these people but it very much is um it is very much like you know those those music that song I mean even as I was you know thinking about Brian a couple of weeks ago I have a lot we have awesome memories of us just in my house singing with my family singing with my grandfather music was a very big part of who we were when we were kids Mm -hmm. like so much is so like did I had us thinking we were literally like a quartet like me and (laughs) Like so, I love that though. So That's one how you Christmas, get your family together. One Christmas, we got microphones. <laughs> we got microphones and microphone stands, like as a present. And my brother got a red guitar, and we would sing. <laughs> I mean, not like I mean, clearly we weren't actually playing, but we would like listen to like old albums and VHS tapes and literally perform like. Not the club and siblings. It would be like it would be a thing. It would be a thing. And if we asked, like when I went to see my family around Mother's Day, I was talking to my aunt and I was like, Y'all remember the microphones? They was like, Yes, we remember the microphones. Y'all would set them up in the living room and we would have a good time. Um, but yeah, that's like those are the that is just so black and niggery, but it is it is so it is literally the core of who I am. We was on the other side of things. Y'all was listening to good music, but that still doing very black activities. Yes. My mother would make my little sister get up and sing Mary J. Blige, Not Gonna Cry for Family. (laughs) (laughs) I think she was like seven. (laughs) A song that no child ought to be singing. (laughs) Because one day she caught her and she was like, I should have left your ass a long time ago. So she made her get up. Gonna have your seven year old thing. sing about your cheating husband, Lord have mercy. I wish your lover and your secretary. <sighs> adultery. Come here and sing this song about adultery. Come on, for your aunties. I just like sing the song you were singing the other day. Here she comes. I was your lover and your secretary. <laughs> that is hilarious. Woo, that was funny. Okay, what's um, the next one? This is okay. So this fun. is my. This is one of my favorite ones. Okay, name your favorite black sitcom theme music. Oh, this is so, gonna be so hard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have two. I have two. So good. Hmm. Living single. It's yes. always one of my favorites. Always. We are living a single. <laughs> Who in a 90s kind of world? I'm glad I've got my girl. I keep your head and up. And then, mm, probably 
damn. I don't know. I really enjoyed Amen's. Uh, oh, I think that, Amen is one of my favorites. Actually, yes, sung by the one and only Vanessa Bell Armstrong, ladies and gentlemen ah! of Detroit, Michigan. Ah! <laughs> I mean, a legend, <laughs> a legend. Yes, I think it's Amen and uh, Living Single. Those are two me. excellent choices. Thank you. My, I have two choices. My first one. <clears throat> I've been working hard, two jobs every day. See <laughs> Giving time to my children and showing them yes, the way. The way. Yes! <laughs> With God on my side, keeping yes. me alive. <laughs> what? I don't have to worry about a thing. It's going to be fine. See ya. See ya. I love you. See know you one season. Tell my friend. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your life together, Thea. Get on your own, my man is gone. I must be strong. Tell us how you do it. Good, right? Solid, solid selection. Solid. solid. Okay, what's your second? This one is a little bit more. I don't know if if everybody's going to know about this. This song did okay. not last very long, but it featured. A young Vivica Fox and a young Morris Chestnut and a young Dwayne Martin and Patti LaBelle. You feel like Wait, yes. having fun after your Wait, day what was done. out all night? Yes. Where yes. you feeling stressed to yes. the max? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I'm out all night. That out was all my, night. That was my Ooh, shit. I think it's gonna be. We're gonna be out can you all watch night coming down to Chelsea's bar. Because hey, wasn't Dwayne her son? Where the music is hot, fashion's the latest, food's the best. Why am I going crazy? <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's amazing. There was, I think Vivica Fox played her daughter. Vivica Fox played her daughter. That's and what Dwayne it was. And Dwayne Martin played uh, somebody named Vidal. I don't and think they was club. They owned a club. They owned a club called Chelsea yep. Spot. Yep. And I don't know who. I think Vid- I know Vidal and Morris Chestnut were either best friends or roommates. Yep. But yep. I remember when that show came out, and it was one of my faves. It came on Saturday night. I loved. Out I used all to watch night. it. What did with that only my- last like one season? It was maybe one or two, but it really was short lived. But I will never forget that. I need to see somebody got to have it got to be some episodes of that on the YouTube or somewhere. No, those are two very solid selections. I'm quite impressed. All right. This is the one that I think is gonna be it'll be hard for you, but I'm sure you have I think you can handle it. Name a song that must be played while you're cooking a big meal. Who when I cook a big meal, I I put on my old music. Mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fires, I'll Write a Song for You. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just love it, because then it I, I, it just puts me in my place. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Let me think. Earth, Wind, and Fire is good. I tend to... Um, share LTD, Share My Love. I'm playing that in the kitchen. Um, yes, indeed. I'm playing Earth, Wind, and Fires, Keep Your Head to the Sky. Uh, oh, Donny Hathaway's You Were Meant For Me. I be playing that in the kitchen. I just feel like my food is seasoned better that way. 
Earth, Wind, and Fire does ensure that your food will be seasoned correctly. Yeah. And Donnie. Like, I just... As well. Also, yeah, too. Those are some of my selections. You know who else? I mean, I always, especially, like, you know, when you are doing, like, your, your day before prep for mm-hmm. uh, a large meal. Like, this is when you are cleaning and seasoning your meats so they can brine and sit mm-hmm. overnight and... When you're cleaning and picking your greens and stuff, you got to pull out. You have to reach for Anita Baker during these times. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you just have to turn to Anita in in times like these. It has to happen. Um, Otherwise, your food, your meal is probably not going to come together. Yes. Just singing without, just no enunciation. None. They with me, and you will see. <laughs> um, I also on, on the other side of things though, when I'm really like my energy is going, and I'm really I'm chopping, and I'm moving around, and I'm in a groove. I play a lot of Fela Kuti in the um. Oh yes, in the kitchen as well. Expensive shit. Uh, water no get enemy. Like I I play a lot of Fela in the kitchen too, because Noah and I like to cut a little jig. I like to uh, listen to live hit. concert albums. So I will listen to Patti LaBelle uh, live uh, in New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got, and, 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 because uh, I mean, nothing, nothing really gets your macaroni and cheese together like you are my friend. You, you mm. are my friend. <laughs> mm. Mm. That ensures that there's enough nutmeg in the I sweet mean, potato pie. I mean, it's got to be there. It's got yeah. to be there. Also, you have to reach for your Jacksons. Oh, that's Rhonda, girl. Hold on, sis. <laughs> I'll call you back now. That is one of my favorite Jackson 5 songs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you got, got to, to be you there. You got to call on Michael Marlin, Jermaine, Ren- Tito, Jer- and Randy. And later on, Randy. Yes, indeed. Got Jackie. To be you can't there. forget got Jackie. Got to be there. Be there <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes. Mm. Good time. Okay, what's next? This is. Oh, wait, this, you know it. What's yours? I said. I oh, you said, said Anita Baker Anita and, Patty. and Patty. You did. Okay, my bad. Um, okay, the last one. Name a song that makes you think about a time when you were doing something that you ain't had no business doing. Ushers, can you handle it? <laughs> I- <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> You, I mean, we asked about a song for high school and sis was dumped. Okay? She was over here. You could see the thought bubble above her head. She was perplexed about the high school song, honey, but she didn't waste no breath. No. No. Um, so I was in college and that working at, at Papados and living in Houston. And I was dealing with a nigga. Far too old for me, which going back, obviously, that's one of those things where I'm like, what was wrong with you, nigga, not me as a young woman? Um, And this nigga would pick me up every night from work and I don't I would bring him food. I didn't have to pay for it, but it was still like, why are you bringing this grown ass nigga food? And we would go to his apartment and hang out. <laughs> hang out. Okay. And hang out. And I remember one, there was a, an instance. I, so there's this place in Houston that would be an after nightlife spot called Chacho's. 
And Chacho's was this like fake Mexican food, but it was open 24 hours. And after the club, you could go there and get nachos or tacos or burritos. And it was another scene after the scene. And, you know, niggas aplenty. And he lived not too far from there. And it was like a thing happened at Chacho's one night. The police were involved and we had to run. But... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. I remember having to run back into this neighborhood and call this nigga. And he picked me up and... His ringtone was Usher's Can You Handle It? And I am (laughs) disgusted now in my big age thinking about it. (laughs) But at the time... (laughs) That is actually terrible. It's awful, actually. So that is my very specific answer. I did not have to think about that at all. Oh. (laughs) What? Yeah, what uh, is yours? (laughs) All right, so two, I guess, times come to my mind. I remember being a very young and foolish young woman at the time living in White Plains. I was in a long-distance situationship with a young man in Brooklyn. (laughs) Mm, mm, I have another story for you after that. Keep going. And I remember lying to my mama and driving up and down the Mm -hmm. West Side Highway, telling her I was going to be somewhere I was not. Um, And uh, listening to um, Summer Rain. (laughs) Uh I mean, nonstop. Nonstop listening to Summer Rain. Okay? Like, what a dummy. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. The second one, I had went, one of my friends from college got married and had a bachelorette party in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that whole trip was a blur for obvious reasons. Um, but I remember we went to a day party mm-hmm. at this pool and there were these guys and I don't even remember much <laughs> about mm-hmm. the whole situation. But mm-hmm. I remember um, Run This Town, Jay Z, Jay Z, Rihanna, Kanye West. <laughs> Run This Town was playing at this uh, at this party, and there was this young man. I remember sitting. I was sitting on the edge of the pool with my friend. We both our feet were in the water, and I remember this this guy was like walking. It was like a bridge over the top of the pool. And mm-hmm. he had on some black fives. I will never forget this. He had on some black fives and Run This Town was playing. And um, I looked at him and I was like, I like your sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest bird ever in the whole wide world. Okay? Just being the bird. Okay? Just, ugh, gross. But yes, I remember that, and I will leave the rest of that story to y'all's imagination. But that is why I, I had. I think you should tell us. About no, it. I had. Just know that I did, in fact, do many things that I had no business <laughs> doing while I was in Las Vegas. And I told the Lord, if you get me out of here, I promise, I'm not coming back. Mm. Well, I have a story that might be worse. Okay, um, I'm going to tell you give you all a warning ahead of time that um uh it's wretched (laughs) but (laughs) i went to go do something with a young man uh that i had no business doing 
um, I was working at Foot Action at the time. Come on. And I worked at Foot, Foot Locker. Okay. And uh, so, you know, we linked up or whatever. This tennis shoe connection. You were the sneaker connection. Sneaker. sneaker connection. So he tells me, he asked me while I was there after all was said and done. So what's like the wildest thing you've done? You know, stupid questions from stupid niggas. Aye, aye, aye. And I'm like, I don't like... Nigga, I don't know this. I don't know, <laughs> nigga. Like, <laughs> you, what about you? He's like, one time this girl asked me to do defecate on her stomach. He did not huh. say defecate. Sweet. And, Heavenly Father God. And I was like, it, I was like, for, hold up, pause, 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 pause. Are you trying to remix a Biggie song into a personal experience? <laughs> and I remember being absolutely disgusted and i left because he tried to pass this experience off as something that was his own which is a disgusting experience to me personally not gonna kink shame but it's not my judge so when he but when he tried to pass this off as his own experience and i knew this had originally come from a biggie <laughs> song i was very very Sir, irritated and are. it ruined everything and i left but that was so yes those two those those two that's our Nancy game, ladies and, and gentlemen. And and uh, can you handle it? That was fun, sis. A bonus one. Karaoke. Okay. What's the song that you is just your go-to karaoke song? And then we'll conclude. Well, that will oh, be our man. concluding question. My go-to karaoke song. Wow. Think, think of this. Like if you had like this. Think of the American Idol level production of karaoke. You had to perform. A Kenley. <laughs> no, that's not the one. <laughs> oh my God. If you know, you know. Oh um, <clears throat> let me think. Um, tell me yours while I think of mine. I would have to say Week by SWV. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's huh. the one that I'm going to reach for at all times. It's but I, I also weak. have, I have, Crystal put me on the internet. I don't know if it's still there, but Crystal put me on the internet when we went to karaoke for uh, Fury's birthday. When, was it Fury's birthday? Or Tay? I think it was Asante's birthday. Mm-hmm. We went to karaoke and I sung Bust Your Windows by Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, that's a good, oh, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. You should actually text Antoinette and ask her about that song. Oh, is she, is she, is she the inspiration behind that? I'm not going to confirm or deny because it's not my business to do, but I think you should call Antoinette Noted. and ask her about Bust Your Windows. Um, okay, I think mine would be David Ruffin's Walk Away From Love. Because <laughs> you are what? 47 years old? Yeah. Break my heart. David Ruffin? David Ruffin's Walk Away From Love. It's not that I don't love you. <laughs> you know how much I do. I don't understand it. Ain't nobody coming and to see you. And it's that I found someone to take the place of you. Lord have mercy. 
David yep. Ruffin is beating Tammy Terrell's fire. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the men. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, well, that so, is the end of that. to end the show on such a sour note. My God. I'm so uh, sorry. Let's move on. Should we do our Odyssey <laughs> box? Jesus I'm so Christ. sorry. It's not funny. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Should we but do that, our that was Odyssey a fun box? game. It was a fun. That was a fun, fun, fun game. Can we do something like that again? Happy Black Music Month 2021. Mm-hmm. We should have. We'll make this the annual thing. We'll play again Ooh. next year. We should do a Black Movie Month. When is okay? Okay, I'm down. Ain't one, but let's make it. Sure, sure. Okay, let's go. You are my ride or I'm not going to, I know we usually say ride or die, but we are ride oars because why we ain't doing all of that. But I love you because you be holding me down no matter what I need. Like whatever, whatever the time, no wind, no rain, no winter snow. You really, you got my back. Your closest friends are always there when you need them the most. Good times, bad times, between times, they got you. Kind of like how Best Fiends always has a new puzzle to keep your brain feeling refreshingly challenged. You like how we did that big leap? So I love Best Fiends. It actually gives me some challenge because there's always new puzzles and new levels to reach. You know, and I I need times where I'm able to like test my brain skills and then at the same time get lost in my own world. Like it's 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 like the best of both. If you like solving fun puzzles, Best Fiends is for you. There's way more variety and strategy than you'll get from other games. In fact, it's almost too fun. I've been playing for a while and I'm telling you, I can't stop, won't stop. Best Fiends has literally thousands of levels to solve and I'm already on level 312. But there's plenty more where that came from. With Best Fiends, there's always something new to play and the adorable collectible characters just keep coming. It's going to be hard to choose which one's going to be your favorite. I'll be real honest with you. And if you're itching for a game that's got your back, specifically the part of your back that's always itching for a puzzle to solve, you got to try Best Fiends. Just don't blame me if you end up a little bit too into it. All right, you all know how I feel about Best Fiends. You know that I be sneaking up under my covers to play it sometimes at night. You already know the love that I have for it, so get you some. Download the five-started... What is wrong with you? (laughs) Start the call to action again, Ty. Download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. All right, it's time for our honesty box. Um, and our our listener gave himself a pseudonym, actually. Oh, excuse us. He said he wants to go by Rick. So gotcha. I think that we're going to remix that and call him. Would you you want to lean towards a Rick James or a Rick Fox? Rick Fox. All right, Rick Fox. <laughs> Rick Fox <laughs> writes. Hi, Jade and Kia. Much love to you all. Um, I'd like to go by Rick. All right, Rick Fox, I'm reaching out for some advice on how to handle the situation I'm in. Two years ago, my ex, let's call him Dro, and I broke up. It wasn't anything messy. We had just been dating for four years, and I realized we weren't a long-term fit and decided we'd be better suited apart. The issue has been our best friend, Brandon. Dro and I met Brandon early on in our relationship and over the next few years became best friends with him. Full disclosure, Dro and I were open for a period and did have the occasional threesome with Brandon, but it was not a super common thing. After the breakup, Dro and I took some time away from each other and also disconnected on social media. During this period, 
Brandon pretty much ghosted me, as well as some of our other friends in the friend group, but continued hanging out with Dro. He said he felt like Dro needed his friendship more than I did Hmm. because the other friends in the friend group are closer to me. I felt like he could have been both of our friends like our other mutual friends have been, but I let him have it. Over the next year, trying to maintain a friendship with Brandon has felt like pulling teeth. He always found an excuse or seemed like he was was coming begrudgingly. This was extra annoying because I could see on his social media that he was hanging with other people, but I never got an invite. When I would ask him what was wrong, he would say, it's not us. He was just busy with school. I stopped inviting him to hang out after I took him out for his birthday, which he was cold throughout. And he didn't even text me on my birthday when it came a couple months later. Meanwhile, also over COVID, Dro and I had a good conversation about where we were now. Therapy, self-work, etc. He said he still wanted to get back with me, but I admitted that I wasn't ready for any kind of commitment and that I'm still working on myself. However, he also told me that Brandon confessed his feelings for him. And while Dro felt similarly, he couldn't reciprocate because he's not over me yet. The Brandon piece frustrated me because I asked him directly numerous times if there was anything going on between him and Dro, and if that was the case, that's fine, but I would just like to know. He said they had drunkenly fooled around twice, but swore that it was nothing like that, and that he just felt like Dro needed him as a friend. Since that conversation with Dro, I don't know how to feel about Brandon. Part of me feels like he's always had feelings for Dro, but was just biding his time which may not be wrong, but feels inauthentic to maintain a close friendship with us if that was the case. I also feel like post-breakup, he completely left our friend group so that he could have more alone time with Dro, which feels manipulative. Do you think I'm overthinking this? Now that COVID is wrapping up, more friends are having events and I'm bound to run into him and I just really don't know what to say. I do miss our friendship, but part (coughs) of me feels betrayed and that I can't trust him anymore. I also feel like he's got in his head that I'm somehow his enemy slash competition since Dro still wants to get back together. And that's why he's been so off whenever we do see each other. Any advice? Rick Fox. Rick Fox. I personally, and I mean, I'm just offering this for your consideration. I'm not sure if this is like advice, but I would just say um, I am in a space in my life where I don't want to be around nobody who don't want to be around me. I'm in a space where I'm just not chasing um, people um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or relationships or connections. You know, if I at any point feel like I am you know, the, the, the communication is one-sided, um, or if, you know, something inside of me keeps key, is there some sort of barrier or whatever? I'm in a space where I'm just trying to let things, let things go. And it doesn't always have to be F you, F your life. Um, I feel like you have made attempts to speak to this person, to communicate. And Brandon has either been dishonest or unresponsive. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, you know, which I feel like does communicate a very clear message if we choose to receive it as mm-hmm. such. And um, I think I think if it were me, I would just sort of like, you know, you don't have to do anything as far as that relationship is closed. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, when you, I, I don't think that you're overreacting. Mm-mm. Um, I feel like you have made attempts to have a, a open uh, 
a conversation with Brandon. He was not in a space to do that for whatever reason. And that's no judgment to him. It could just be that he doesn't want to talk about it or he can't or he doesn't have the tools or whatever. Mm-hmm. Either way, you've done all that you can do in a situation. There's nothing more for you to do. I would not, um, you know, just moving forward. Like, you know, I wouldn't, I'm to, and I don't want to say this in a cold way, but it's just like, you know, it is what it is. And he's kind of shown you what it is. Mm-hmm. And if and if it becomes the issue for him or, you know, he he would have to say something at this point. It wouldn't be something that I would bring bring to him a third or fourth time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not in the business of running nobody down who, who don't want to be run down. You know what I'm saying? Reciprocal relationships only at this point. And I agree with Kia. He's been dishonest and, dece- and deceitful. And that's not a judgment. That's just based off of what we have written in front of him. Of, in front of us right here but he's, he's been deceitful and so therefore I wouldn't even want to run a friendship down with him personally that's me um I can understand if you miss your friend that's totally understandable as a human being um but you can't be in the business of having anybody around who don't want to be around like they just if they don't want to be around why would you even want them in in, the, in, in your energy in your space tied to you um you're going to see him and it may be awkward for you, but you'll be all right. I have Kia may roll her eyes. Uh, there is a person who is friends with all of my friends. Um, and I don't care for them because of their own behaviors. Uh, there was a time when I had to be in a space with them because it was a mutual friend's birthday. And it wasn't the best, you know, feeling in the world. You know, did I, you know, I felt a lot of feelings. <laughs> but at the same time, I just had to be there to support my friend. It wasn't even about that person. So I just ignored them and pretend like they wasn't there. That was it. I spoke when they came. When they spoke to me, I spoke back and I left it at that. And I made it very clear that I wasn't interested in holding any further conversation. And it doesn't matter if 12 niggas in the room fuck with you. I don't. So I say all that to say, um, you know, unless you make it right. But I say all that to say, you know, yes, you may run into him in mutual spaces and it may be uncomfortable, but you'll be all right. You know, but don't don't try to hound down a friendship anymore. If somebody doesn't want to have a friendship with you Uh, and I understand feeling a way about it, but. I'm not in the business of keeping nobody around who don't want to be kept. And it doesn't have to be drama, like Jay said. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be, to be dramatic. To it doesn't have to be this big love and hip hop reunion not altercation. It can literally Which, it just can be like, you know, it can literally just be like, okay, bet. Like me and Tori were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Like sometimes you just respect the curve. Like sometimes you think that things are going to end up one way between you and another person and it doesn't end up that way. That person made a choice and it's not the choice that you thought that they would make or that you would have made, but it's their choice. And so you have to respect their choice Mm -hmm. and just sort of be like, okay, this is what you chose. You know what I'm saying? The relationship is such because this is what you've chosen for the relationship. And I respect you and I respect this decision enough to accept that and not push the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, you know, I respect the curve and, and, you know, know that when it, because it's going to come back around a time where you're going to be the one on the, on the end of the curve. Like You're going to make a decision not to fool with somebody mm-hmm. or, you know, to do something in a relationship. And, you know, 
it is what it is. All that to say that it doesn't have to be a Mona Scott Young Mm-mm. sort of production. It can totally no. just be t- uh, adults agreeing to just keep it cute and cordial and nothing, no, nothing further. Yeah, you ain't even got to keep it that cor- cute. You know, you just be cordial and keep it pushing. <laughs> you can just... <laughs> You don't even have to kiki. You don't have to have no forced conversation or any of that. You could literally just mosey on about your business and not worry about anything that they got going on. Let me tell you something. Nothing nothing burns a nigga's grits more than being fully ignored in a room. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't like that. So we hope, um, Rick Fox, that this was helpful Please keep us updated, um, and we hope that you find some peace within this situation. You know, maybe it's a matter of sitting with yourself and telling Dro, hey, I understand that I'm not ready for a relationship right now, so if you want to go forward with this, then I give you my blessing to do so, so that you can loose yourself and just be detached from all of this. Truth be told, and maybe Brandon will get out of his fifis (laughs) because he finally got the nigga he wanted. (laughs) Which was wrong the whole time if that was his agenda. So anyway, we hope that's helpful, Rick Fox. Please continue to send your honesty box questions to Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com. Sis, you have anything else to add? No, I do not. All right, so let's get to this black woman self-care then. I deserve All right, it's black person self-care time. And uh, my self-care this week, I don't know if I said this already last week. I can't remember. I feel like I didn't. But if I did, pardon me. Um, I got some help with my Jade of All Jades brand, uh, Patreon and everything. Really got some help organizing and setting things up. Some assistance that I've been needing for a really long time. Um, And it's really helping me to get myself organized. I've been in a mode where... I have to accept help and ask for help from people who love me in the same way that I'm happy to give it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why do I look at it as if I am a burden to people who love me when they're not burdens to me when they need help with things? So I've been trying to be more intentional about just accepting that help and that assistance um, from different loved ones. So I got some help with that. I'm really excited to, you know, get things going again. I've been on a hiatus for a minute because I just got so overwhelmed doing everything because I just didn't have any help. Even with Noah's birthday, you know, I was about to try to... I had cooked food the day before, filmed it for Patreon uh, while I cooked the food, had run all the errands, like gone and gotten all the things before noon, like a couple of days before. I'd done all of that. And so the day of, I was getting ready to try to not only go set up at the park, but pick up the cake and balloons. Mm-hmm. and at about maybe a day and a half before that I said that is not smart and you are setting yourself up for unsuccess <laughs> so why don't you get out of your fifis and figure it out so I called a good friend of mine and asked her to pick up the cake for me she lives closer to the bakery anyway I'll pay for your cab she had no problem doing that um, Crystal Jean hit me and was like, hey, do you need me to do anything? I was like, yes, I do. Can you please bring these Noah balloons? She was like, say less, nigga, I got you. So 
those two things alone kept me from having to get up probably an extra three hours earlier, run myself ragged from here to there, trying to run errands in the morning and then get to a park and set up and then be at a hot ass park and then conduct the business. So I've just been uh, a lot more intentional about trying to ask for help and accept the help that's offered to me. Um, and it's, it's, and just create a little bit more ease within that. And it's been beautiful. Outstanding. Boy, you knocked me out. What's yours? Um, well, I've been working as I was talking about earlier. Um, it's a really intense time. And so I have literally worked every weekend in the month of June. I'm not proud of that, but, um, my black Women's self-care for this month, uh, well, this week, actually, I should say, is that I was invited to a birthday brunch, and I went. I literally, okay. I had a, I had a, um, you know, I, 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 I could have stayed home and continued to work, because I, I worked from 8 to noon on Saturday, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the brunch was, uh, and I literally sat here, and I was like, well, I'm going to stop I'm gonna work out and then I'm gonna get dressed mm-hmm. and go to to brunch and so I did that and I arrived late because I had to work but I did make it and I spent the day it was uh my friend Ricky's birthday um and my friend Vonnie's birthday we had a brunch for Vonnie on the harbor in Baltimore which was really nice and then we also went out um for some like outdoor drinks and fun times with my friend Ricky um whose birthday was on Saturday, Vonnie's birthday was on Sunday. It was a good day. So shout out to yes. Ricky and shout out to Vonnie. Happy birthday to you all. Shout and out to y'all. To you both. I love you both. And um, yeah, that's my black woman's love care. I went outside. I, oh, you go ahead, friend. You sure did. You went outside and I love to see it. And you know why I love to see it? Because you go outside safely. I did. Yes, you did. I was yes, outdoors. I had my mask, my face shield. <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated and I was I, really I was enjoying out here all the checkpoints all the checkpoints I don't want all right anything. let's do our petty peeves I don't want your variants I don't want oh, your germs right no and I don't want your delta variant either okay. um yes let's get to these petty peeves and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty p-e to the t-t-y honey all right, so uh, as we briefly discussed uh, during the trash, I caught a few moments of the of the BET Awards. I did happen to watch uh, Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson. Is it Pac or Pack? I don't know. Anderson Pac, Anderson Pac, um, received their award for best group. Mm-hmm. I mentioned. Uh, that Bruno Mars was high as giraffe box because he was, <laughs> by his own admission, Bruno Mars enjoys the cocaine. He has said it. He has sung it. It yeah. has very much been a part of his existence as mm-hmm. a celebrity. He's he, in love with the coke. He, you know, listen, oh, and 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 I, I happen to. It is something that I, you know, I. I happen to see how, I mean, it's, it's sport. It's entertaining now. How high is Bruno Mars going to be? That's what I, literally, it's the game that I play. So, of course, I mentioned it. I tweeted it, you know, and all of my Twitter friends and I shared a good cackle about it until one of the Bruno, misguided Bruno Mars fans found her way into my mentions uh-huh. where she felt so inclined as to... Mm. 
tell me that I should not say such terrible things about Bruno Mars. I should go to one of his concerts and I would never say something like that ever again. Mm. And w- that wasn't even my beef. It wasn't my issue, right? Because I feel like, you know, when you say things on Twitter, you expect people to react. You expect people to respond. So, you know, okay, girl, we have a difference of opinion. It don't make me wrong. It don't make you right. We just don't agree upon this thing. And this is my Twitter. So I say what I want to. So I just wasn't, you know, I said what I had to say, went on about my African-American business. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until a few hours later when I returned to Twitter that I realized that there was a full-on war of words happening in my mentions. There were oh. people arguing in my mentions. I mean, I mean, going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I mean, arguing, fussing, fighting. And I literally had to scream outside my screen door for these people to get off my porch. If y'all want to argue... <laughs> there's so much more internet out here y'all can just take me out of it okay yeah there's period yards. you can just there's, there's so much room if y'all mm-hmm. want to continue this conversation discord. I, listen i don't have to be a part of what you're doing you know what i'm saying i'm not telling you not to do it but i am telling you not to do it here <laughs> and then sis uh you know the the bruno mars stand She's like, tell them, not me. I said, oh, sis. How about you just untag me from this bullshit? How about you just get blocked? How about you just get blocked? Okay. There you go. Because I'm not going back and forth with you. You don't get to, what? Tell them, not me. No, I'm telling you because you are the one who started all of this with your misinformed. You are, first of all, you are misguided and misinformed because Bruno himself has sung about his penchant for cocaine. <laughs> it is something that he is quite fond of in a hobby of his that he practices with a lot of regularity. And you're going to sit up here and talk, tell me not to do First of all, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're excited. I know you're a fan. Okay? But the truth is... A nigga can make good music and snort coke at the same time. I mean, it has been happening for centuries. Hello, so why? Do you know Ray Charles? He was on Heron. I mean, like, <laughs> why is this even a conversation? But the point, okay? Because you left the door open. <laughs> the moral of the story is, <laughs> if you want to... If you... if Listen, if something that I say spurns you to the extent that you feel the need to respond to me and others don't do not (laughs) it is that simple and i mean you can if you choose to i'm going to ask you to leave but if you don't leave quietly you will get put out See, niggas show up on my porch. I'm the crazy old lady who's coming out with a gun. I will shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) You get off my fucking porch. I mean, it was a thread. It was literally like a thread. 20-something tweets. People have strong finger muscles and thumbs and shit on the internet. I literally came back and was just like, everybody get out. Everybody out. 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 All of you. Everybody out. Off my land. Get off my land. <laughs> Not on this land. Will you do this? <laughs> Not on this land. Oh, shit. Well, that sounds fun. I wish I would have caught that. 
I mean, it's probably still up there. And now I everybody's just reacting. Everybody's just reacting like, <laughs> look how crazy she is. <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, honey, we pray over here. We don't got time for this. You oh, sitting over no. here. You better talk. That's my lane. I said, okay. And then I, I made an addendum. I said, I would like to make an addendum to my tweet from yesterday. Bruno <laughs> Mars and his stands are high as giraffe box. Because this girl here has lost her mind. Loopy as pterodactyl pussy, honey. Okay? Y'all are up there. Because you are zooted and booted if you think that nigga don't use cocaine. I said, are you dumb? He uses cocaine. Like, deal he with has, it. Why do you feel such I a mean, way has, about it? The nigga uses coke. It's not your nose. He is <laughs> all he's all doing it, with. it in the music video. <laughs> Right. It's high. Okay. Nigga been in the bathrooms in Vegas and all kinds of everybody knows. Like, just stop. Please. It ain't no it ain't just everybody knows. Everybody all my girls standing in the line for the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Enjoy your Oh my petty peeve. Oh God. Okay. So you all know about the park party or whatever that happened this weekend. So um Tristan got out to the park early in the morning, right? He got out there nine o'clock to make sure that the space that we needed, we had. That's what you have to do here. So did that or whatever and left his his goddaughter out there um, to like man the space while he came to come scoop me with like all this stuff. So we come back and we're unloading and I put the grill. So I, the part of, of the park that we were going to have it in, we found like a mound with a bunch of trees that created really nice cool shade on a really hot day so i wanted to make sure that i put the grill in a space that wasn't near the trees but you know was still in the general vicinity or whatever so there was another little plot that was kind of across the way where there weren't really trees because i didn't want to put that near them so i'm setting up the grill on the complete opposite side of this white woman She's on the other side of the tree reading and doing whatever she's doing. And I'm at the very edge of whatever this little plot is. And she's like, oh, um, I already hate when they start conversations like that. So uh, are you expecting people? I was like, no, I'm just setting up a grill in the middle of the park for no reason. What's up? Like, can you not come with this passive aggressive bullshit? Just tell me what you want. She's like, so how many people are you expecting? I was like, I don't know, 15 like it ain't like I don't know bitch why why she's like yeah so I'm expecting about the same and I was like okay I literally am trying to figure out why you talking to me right now I was like okay she's like yeah and this was the area we were gonna be in I said well my husband designated that area over there and I'm gonna be right here at the edge of this plot grilling my food because I don't want to be by the trees I was like I don't think this space has anything to do with your 15 people that are coming so she's like, yeah, I've been out here for like an hour holding this down. I said, my husband's been out here since nine. Again, what's the problem? Like, I'm not trying to grill in the middle of your fucking party, your screen reading, your script reading or whatever the fuck y'all are doing. Like, ain't nobody trying to stand in the middle of y'all. I'm over here on the opposite end. And when I tell you, I ended up moving my grill, not because this bitch was talking to me, but because I ended up finding a spot that was closer to where we were that was appropriate for grilling and I it would just make things easier for me to be by the stuff but when I waited for her 15 rejects to come 
They're all having their little gathering or whatever. Nobody was by where I had that fucking grill. <laughs> I would not have moved my grill for that white woman. No, I moved. I didn't move that grill for that white woman. I moved that grill for me because I told that white woman, like I actually made the decision to move the grill probably 15, 20 minutes after that exchange because I told her my final words to her were, I'm going to stay here at the edge of this plot and it's not going to interrupt anything you got going on. My people are going to be over there, so you'll be fine. I was like, the park don't belong to nobody. She's like, okay, I was just saying. I was like, you can just say. So I sat there for a while in that spot, but I realized this was going to be easier for me to move over to this other space. Okay. But, it's the, like, it... y'all, it's the, it's the audacity of being say. in a fucking park and you trying to come up, and you act like I set up in the middle of your goddamn party. And what makes you think because you've been out here for a whole fucking hour that niggas ain't been out here holding down spaces for longer? It's your audacity. It's your caucasity. Got on my fucking nerves. So that's my petty peeve this week. Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining us around the kitchen table for yet another episode of Getting Grown. Festive! <laughs> We really appreciate you guys for kicking it with us week after week. We wouldn't know what to do without you. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate it. Again, I feel like I'm rambling and being redundant. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm deprived of sleep. So we will see you guys next week. Um, in the meantime, sis, let the people know what they ought to do. Drink your water because it's hot as shit outside. Mind your fucking business. If nobody's grilling in the middle of your wine down in the public park and lotion your crusty feet because they don't look good in them Tevas. Tell them if they, if you don't do all of that, what's going to happen to you? Your black will crack because it's dry. Or your white or your whatever. Whatever. Back it will be dry bitch. and don't nobody want dry nothing. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>